Well, just a big hello if you're watching and listening online. We'd just like to give you a warm welcome from all of us here at Connect Church, and we're just so glad that you're a part of the Connect Church family. Can we just say a little hello to those who are watching online? That's great. I want to continue today talking about the cross. Uh, We have talked over Easter, what Christ left at the cross. We understand he, he left his blood. And as I was thinking about it today, even in the morning, just, just the fact that, he, that his blood was left at the cross, but not only that, it mingled down, it went into the ground. And the Bible tells us that the ground shook. The ground shook, the earth shook. So powerful is the blood of Jesus. So powerful, there is power in his blood, power to transform, power to uh, turn around, power to shift and, uh, and change things. Because we've got to understand without blood, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness for sins. The Bible says it. And so the blood is very powerful. That's what he, he, he left on the cross. Then he left it for our sin. He left it for our shame. He left it for our sickness that we can know fruit, true freedom in Jesus. And so we know what Christ left on the cross. But I want to ask you today, what can we leave at the cross? What can you and I leave at the cross? Someone said this, you can observe the cross. You can analyze the cross. You can read about the cross, but till you leave something there, you haven't embraced the cross. So we've seen what Christ has left, but what can we leave at the cross. I want to suggest to you today that why don't we start by leaving our bad moments. Let's leave our bad moments at the cross. Those bad habits, you know, those things, uh, maybe not you, but in the other service, you know, they've got plenty of them, but maybe those, those habits, you know, that you wish you didn't do and, and, and you just thought you'd got over it and, and then you do it again and you muck up again. Why, why don't you leave those bad habits at the cross? We can leave them at the cross, those, those selfish moods. Those white lies, give them to God. Bring them to the cross. Our binges, our bigotries. The reality is God wants them all. God wants all of them, every flop, every failure. Every muck up, everything that's gone wrong, everything that's happened to you. You don't understand, Pastor, this, this happened to me. That happened to me. He wants you to leave them at the cross. Oh, it was bad. He wants you to leave. Oh, you don't know how. No, he wants you to leave them at the cross. Every flop, every failure. God wants every single one. Why? Because we can't live with them. We're not designed to live with them. And here's the good news And the truth is, there's no need for us to live with them because of the cross. You know, when we're kids, we play and, you know, as kids, we do different things. We play games and things like that. And 
And I'm sure it's happened to you as it's happened to me. When you're, when you're a kid and you're, you're playing muck around, sometimes we fall down. We fall down. We fall over. We, 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 we fall, uh, fall down. I've fallen down many times. I've fallen down banks. I've fallen into rivers. Uh, I've got, don't laugh at me. You've done it too. I mean, it's just like we, we've fallen. We've, we, we, we've fallen. And, and, and I've fallen off my bike, my uh, push bike, you know, a number, number of times. I've got memories of zooming down the hill. I grew up on Rewise Street over the tracks there. And I've got memories of zooming down the road. And, uh, uh, you know, there was another one of my friends standing there with a smile on his face, stopped, and I went straight into him at uh, full speed. We all, we all fall. My brother, when he was growing up Christian, he, he, he fell off the roof of a house. It was under construction. He was playing around on the top and having, a, uh, I don't know what he thought he was doing, whether he thought he was Superman trying to fly or something, but he fell and it didn't work and he, uh, he, he didn't fly. He went straight down and knocked himself out. He, uh, he, he fell. My son Reuben, he's fallen out of a, uh, the second story of our house in Rewai Street there, or he says he was pushed pushed by another cousin of his whose name we will not mention today but as a young boy he was pushed out of the uh, window when we're kids we fall when we're kids stuff uh, stuff happens that we've got of course our granddaughter in the uh, uh, house now Anna and and she she falls regularly so she she's trying to stand up and then she falls yesterday and and, and she makes mistakes too yesterday I was just I, I should have been watching her I know but she she grabbed a pot plant that was there and she's trying to stand up on it pulls the pot plant the dirt goes uh everywhere and she just sits down and it's just like there you go And then, of course, my wife came in and was like, oh, were you watching her? Yeah, yeah. Just not that closely, you know. So, but, she, but she falls. She's, and, and here's the thing. When she falls and hurts herself, when she falls, when she bangs into a cupboard or onto the edge of a table, she lets you know. When, when kids fall, they let you know, don't they? They'll cry really loud. They'll make, a, uh, they'll make a noise. They'll let everybody know. When I was a younger boy, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We plan that moment, okay? We plan that moment. I was like, pinch the baby when it gets to no, no. <laughs> But But, but here, here, here's the thing. The, the, when we fall and get hurt, we, we let people know. When I was a small boy, we used to live at number 50 Rewai Street, and, and uh, my father had a strange fascination with cactuses. And um, we had cactuses all around the house, and we had this uh, 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 really nasty one, and it had about spikes about this this long, long. And I, I, we were playing cowboys and Indians. I don't even know if we can allowed to say that the, uh, 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 these days, but we were playing cowboys and Indians. And of course, I was the sheriff, as clearly we're just gonna <laughs> understand how it works there. So we're playing cowboys and Indians, and anyway, we we had this visiting family for us. We didn't know them too well. They were playing, but I remember one of the the boys, he, he, as he was running around, he fell and he fell into the cactus bush. And of course, you get stuck there. You get four, and he, when he got out, we could have nicknamed him Spike. There's no doubt about it because he looked like a hedgehog. I mean, he had stuff all over. I still, the trauma, Dad, that you've uh, caused. I mean, it's just like he's just sitting there. <laughs> the kid had spikes in him. And, and, and anyway, so there, there was no way he was going to just get back up and play the game, was it? There's no, no way because he was hurting. He was finding it difficult to walk. He didn't just jump back up and play the game. We, we had to take care of the spikes. We had to take care of the, the, the spikes and, and his body. To, to, we had to remove them and take care of 
uh, the barbs. So you, you can't just jump back into uh, the game. And I want to say this. That's what happens when we're kids. But when we're adults, when we fall, we don't want anyone to know. Come on, I'm preaching good now. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <clears throat> okay, <laughs> need to have a drink of water. But when, when we're adults, we, we fall and we don't want people to know. Have you ever had one of those moments where you're walking along and you're, you're walking and you, 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 you trip on the footpath or something, but you just... <laughs> yeah, I know some of you have, have done it. I, I remember watching this... this uh, video of this guy in the gym. It was just like a little short thing. He's, you know, jogging like this on the running machine. And this pretty girl walks past and he's like, whoa. And he forgets to run. And then the running machine flicks him off. But before, what a cool guy, this guy. Was. Before he hit the ground, he was doing press-ups before she turned. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Amen. Come on. It's just like, we don't want people to know that we, we, we fall. I remember John Steele, who, he'll be here in a few weeks to preach and uh, prophesy and just uh, to speak over uh, people's, uh, people's lives. But I remember when he was a budding young preacher, he tells a story. He was in a church and he was like, oh, and you know, he's preaching hard out. He thought, well, what can I stand on? He liked to stand on things when he's preaching. And there's a piano up against the wall, a big old fashioned piano. And so he's getting up on it and he's standing up and he's like, and then he fell over the back of the piano. And he was wedged in the piano uh, like, like that. And everyone's waiting, like, is he going to come out? Is he going to, uh, you know, has he made, is he all right? And eventually, of course, he comes out and carries on preaching like nothing's ever happened. As adults, when we fall, we don't like people to know. We, we don't want people to know. And so, we've, so, so because we don't want people to know, we live with our prickles. We live with our barbs. We live with our, the, the spikes that are... Uh, that are in us. We live in the pain of what we fell into. We carry it, we carry it round, and because we carry it round, we can't walk well. We can't sleep. We can't rest well. And oh, are you touchy? Or if somebody touches one of your spikes, if someone touches one of your barbs or one of those areas that are, that are hurting you, oh my goodness. They know about it. Is that how God wants us to live? And the answer is, simply is no. Listen to his promises. It says this in the message version, Romans 11, verse 27. It says, this is my commitment to my people. The removal of their sins. The removal of their sins. How far? I was looking up this verse the, this morning where it, talks about this is how far, as far as the east, Psalm 103, verse, verse 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far. Everybody say so far. He hasn't just moved them over there. He's not just moved them oh, outside and, and put them on the, uh, in the drain over there. No, no, so far. Everybody say so far. So far. How far is so far? So far as the east is from the west. So far has he removed our transgressions from us. I mean, he has removed them. This is my commitment to my people. Removal of their sins. I want you to understand something 
here today, people, that God does more than forgive our mistakes. God does more than forgive our mistakes. He removes them. He removes them. Somebody's got to get that. Somebody needs to hear that today because you know you're forgiven, but you're still living in the weight of it. He does not just forgive us our sins. He removes. He removes them. But we simply have to take them to him. He not only wants the mistakes we've made, he wants the mistakes we're making. Are you making some? Are you drinking too much? Are you cheating at work? It's gone really silent in here. Are you looking at stuff that you shouldn't? Are you mismanaging money? Are you mismanaging your life? If so, don't pretend that nothing is wrong. Don't pretend that you don't fall. Don't just try and get back in the game. Go to God first. Can I just say the first step after a stumble should be in the direction of the cross. The first step after a stumble should be in the direction of the cross. So many stumble and fall away and move away from the cross. The first step after a stumble should be in the direction of the cross. Good preaching, Adam. Thank you very much. It should move us towards the cross. For only in the cross is there freedom. Only in the cross can be found life. Only in the cross can we be truly healed. Only in the cross. There is no other way. Jesus did not say, I am one of the ways. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father but by me. He said, there's not a myriad of ways. He said, he's the only way. We have to come to the cross. You want to get freedom today? You've got to come to the cross. You want to know liberty today? You've got to come to the cross. You want to know healing today? You've got to come to the cross. You want to know deliverance today? You've got to come to the cross. It's at the cross it's found. The Bible says if we confess our sins to God, He can always be trusted to forgive us and take our sins away. Do you need something taken away? What can you leave at the cross? Well, you can start, as we've said, with your bad moments, and then you can start with your sad moments. Then you can, can also add on your mad moments. Anybody had mad moments? Probably don't want to admit it in church. A man was out in Asia somewhere, and just there was a wild dog, and we used to watch this, and he got bitten by this dog with rabies. He bit him. Ow! And so he's like, man, rabies, and, and if you don't know what rabies does, it makes you, the, the, the disease can make you go mad. I mean, it just makes you go insane. It can kill you. It's like a, a very dangerous disease. So he was out. He's got been bitten by rabies. He's, he's rushing to the doctor. He's sitting in the doctor's office and he's writing a list. He's putting it down. He's, he's writing it down. The doctor comes out and just sees him furiously writing uh, uh, this list. And he goes, hey, hey, don't, 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 don't worry. You don't have to write a will. We can, we can, we've got an injection that can sort out rabies. You don't have to, have to write a will. He, he said, and the guy said, I, I'm not writing a will. I'm writing a list of other people I can bite. Come on. There'll be some of you here who are going, I could write a list like that too. Come on. 
Some of us could write a list. Because in life, you've already discovered as you've journeyed through this thing called life, you've discovered that friends aren't always friendly. You've already discovered in life that neighbors aren't always neighborly. In your workplace, some of you discovered some people don't work. Workers don't work. For some, you've already discovered bosses are really bossy. You've already learned that a promise made is not always a promise kept. Some have learned that just because someone said yes at the altar, they may have said no in the marriage. You've learned those things. You've done life. You've walked through some of the, the struggles and the battles of life. Just because someone has called your dad doesn't mean that they have acted like it. You've been through the pain. You've been through the struggles. You've been through the battles. And what happens as you've walked through life, you've already learned to fight back. Some of you have learned to fight back well and bite back well. You've had mad moments. You've learned to fight back, bite back, and to make lists, to keep lists. Can I say to you, God wants your lists. Why? Because love does not keep a record of wrongs. He wants us to leave our lists at the cross. And you might go, really, Jesus? You want me to leave that down? And we'll, we'll go, really? Look at, look at what that person's done to me. You want me to leave my list? Look at what that person's done to me. And you'll point to your hurts and he'll say, Jesus will say, look at what I've done to you, for you. And he'll point to the cross. Love keeps no record of wrongs. He wants your list. Paul said it this way, if someone does wrong to you, forgive that person because the Lord forgave you. Tap your chest and go, I'm forgiven. You're forgiven. If someone does wrong to you, forgive that person because the Lord forgave you. See, we've got to understand you and I are commanded, not urged We are commanded to keep no list of wrongs. And besides, what do you want to keep one for anyway? Do you really want to growl and grumble your way through life? Of course you don't. God doesn't want you to either. So I'm saying to you, Today, give up your sins before they infect you and your, your bitterness before it incites you. And then give God your anxiety before it inhibits you. We're not just to give our bad and sad and mad moments. We're to give our anxious moments as well. We're to give them our anxious 
moments at the cross. A man went to a psychologist to tell him that his anxious anxieties were disturbing his dreams. And some nights he dreamed he was a pup tent. Other nights he dreamed he was a teepee. The doctor quickly analyzed the situation and replied, I know what your problem is. You're too tense. (laughs) Must be that cowboy. It's an Indians thing. I don't know. Take your anxieties to the cross. The blood he bled for you, the spear he took for you, the nails he felt for you, he did this all for you. And if he did it all for you there, you've got to understand he can take care of you here. Come on, somebody. I'll say that. If he did it all for you there, he can take care of your anxieties here. He can take care of your problems here. Whereas Paul wrote, God did not keep back his own son, but he gave him for us. And if God did this, won't he freely give us everything else? Do yourself a favor. Take your anxieties to the cross. Leave them there with your bad moments, your mad moments, your sad moments, and your anxious moments. Leave them at the foot of the cross. The worship team can come. Just all of you. Leave them at the foot of the cross. Because here's the thing. If we leave all our bad moments, our sad moments, our mad moments, our anxious moments, our troubled moments, if we, if we leave all, all the stuff when we've fallen down and the, all the spikes and all the barbs and all the stuff that we carry, if we would leave all of our bad, sad, mad and anxious moments at the cross, if we would leave them there, here's the thing, all we'll be left with is good moments. All we'll be left to carry is the joyful and good moments. Oh, would you lay it before the cross? We know what he left for our freedom. But what will you leave? What can you leave today? What should you leave today at the cross? What have you been carrying for far too long? What have you been trying to walk with, but the spikes are stopping you? Oh, would you come? Would you come before the cross and lay it down? Right now, I'm going to have a time where I'm going to invite you to come forward. Because maybe you're carrying stuff, and I don't want to to know what it is, and we're not going to do it. But you you know right now God's speaking to you. You've got stuff. Some of you, you've got a list. You've got a short list. Others, your list is pages. But why not leave it at the cross today? Oh, it doesn't mean you might not make another mistake because it's not just for what has happened. It's what He died for what's going to happen. He's died for, for all, for the sin of the whole world. What are you carrying that you shouldn't be carrying any longer? Well, that person in ministry upset me. They let me down. They got me hurt. Leave it at the cross. It's too heavy to carry. What can you bring to the cross today that you need to lay down?